All right, welcome to the Games and Games podcast, everybody. This is going to be our first official episode. My name's Robert. And I'm Av. And we are going to be your guys' hosts. So, Games and Games goes over everything gaming, nerd community, as well as fitness and how to improve our lives for the better. And everything in between. You guys got questions, send them our way and we'll address them. All right, so... This is our first actual podcast, right? We did our prelim one before. We got really good reception on it. A couple of technical issues with the uh, audio equipment and all that stuff, but... It was a test run, really. Episode zero. Check it out. Great information. But here we are today on our first official one. And we're going to do things a little bit differently this time. We're actually going to be doing this freestyle, really. We're going to be asking each other questions and uh, kind of picking each other's minds. Yeah, exactly. So we're going to go right into it jump in beautiful all right so my question for ab is how has being a pro gamer affected your life positively negatively all that stuff oh that's a huge one because you you were a pro gamer for a number of years pro streamer a pro pro gamer yes sure sure. um, i did work with professional teams as well so in that light amazing but also there's so many dangers to it that nobody gives it any attention to amazing the amount of people you meet yeah, some are, you know, not the chill, but most of them are very chill down to earth, completely different than their online personality. And that's kind of amazing to get to know them real self. Um, skills, I want to say I'm proud of, you know, the skills that I've gained, just kind of like strategy, reactionary, this stuff. It's so, not as, so what, do you, what do you mean by that? What the, skills the skills have you I've honed from playing a video mm-hmm. game for yep. so long? Because there's more that goes into it than just sitting in front of a computer and sure. fucking playing there's League of Legends, right? There's getting your reaction to getting like every last hit, for example, that's just a very, very simple skill that you can get really good at just like anything in life. But what about bigger picture, your life, right? Now that's what I'm not. How has it affected your (laughs) in game presence stuff, but how has living that lifestyle affected? These are some of the the positives. The negatives are honestly, I'm going to say a lot more uh, hidden and Mm -hmm. a lot more, I don't want to say dangerous to your actual lifestyle. Let's get into a bit. Sure. Yeah. My lower back. You started getting me on a workout program, yeah. and let me tell you guys, and it's not just me, most gamers out there will know, their lower back is so weak from sitting down hours and hours of uninterrupted gameplay, or even just work, if you guys are just off working at the office or anything like that, these things have affected my Muay Thai, from kicking to punch, everything, balance. But what, if, but what about, like, bigger than that, right? Because definitely, like, when I first started with you, right. this is going back a couple of years now, um, when I first started with you, like... You came in, you're like, oh, yeah, I've done, like, uh, BJJ before and some wrestling and some grappling. Yes, you know, yes. I used to really fit. Turns out, yes, like, yes. your biomechanics were, they were shit, right? Yes. Your mobility was garbage and all this stuff. So that sedentary lifestyle, like, no, it's it, definitely... it, it wreaks havoc on your body and it takes years off your life. But more importantly, it takes quality off your life in the intermediate, right? And even deeper than that, um, psychologically, mm-hmm. you're so hardwired into outcome, outcome-based, and you're not actually looking at the process you're not looking at what to do to improve your life you don't care you don't even see anything about your life you're just so foiled yeah. into this into the screen yeah. right and i know that it's lame it's lame to say that like but at the end of the day you're just sitting there staring at a screen you're not moving you're not improving your life in any general i was doing it as a job so it's mm-hmm. like you know you could give that a, a pass but a lot of gamers just are doing it as a as a fun thing but they're not even having fun anymore yeah. because now their life has stressed them out and they're um generally What's the word? Lost focus of what's yeah. really important. You can play games and have fun and enjoy, but does that seem like what most people are doing these yeah, days? Yeah, because like that's not how it happened to me. Like, there's a big component of escapism, or at least for me and a lot of other gamers, right? It's that escapism 
from whatever issues you're facing in life right mm -hmm. like and i mean like you can you can have an escape with anything watching tv even going to the gym can be an escape right some are healthier than others some are healthier than others. <laughs> absolutely absolutely but like like yeah. that like yeah. i'm just gonna sit here and stare at the screen like and type on my keyboard for hours on end like i do it i'm guilty of it right diablo 4 just came out so i've been playing that you know it's been a good game really good but it's probably a little bit too much as yeah. well and i do recognize that have some friends level 99 they should take a little bit of a break they should get that's some... actually insane it's been <laughs> they should get some for a week like... um, no but at, to, to your point a hundred percent and you know what i can see that manifesting in so many different toxic traits mm -hmm. online as well yep. because you know that the person raging at you has nothing to do with you he doesn't give a shit about you his life is is it's deteriorating right slowly over time whatever it is maybe it's acute but yeah. There's problems with this kind of lifestyle and you got to address them. Yeah, that's one thing I've always found with um, like not even just video games, but online presences in general. People who are the most toxic and the most like flame worthy, essentially, they um, it's always masking some shit that's going on in their life. Right. Mm. So they're lashing out for whatever reason. Right. I am totally guilty of this, especially going back years and years when I wasn't in as good of a place as I am now of like just being that douchebag on Reddit who is copy and pasting <laughs> sentences at a time and responding to responding to each individual sentence, like there's always something going on that triggers that behavior. And a lot of the times it's because they feel unheard, unseen, and that's a way for them to be heard and be seen by being a douchebag online, right? It's but you, any attention really. Exactly. Exactly. It's it's like that whole like, you know, even bad attention to a dog is good attention, right? Mm. Attention's attention, right? Um the the thing is, this happens in real life too. Like yeah. Online, the anonymity of it is like full-blown yeah. so true can go essence. Full fucking like <laughs> it's like sitting in traffic and you're just like raging. Like, yeah. I'm not like this in person. If I was in an elevator with this person, there's yeah. no way I'm gonna say this shit. Or would I? <laughs> you know, honestly, yeah, no. props to you if you no. say what's on your mind. Yeah. But like, I've tried to do that more actually, not to a douchebag yes. level, but like just like realism, speaking my mind when people are douchebags in life, right? Um, yeah, I started doing it during the pandemic, and then right. like, kind of kept that up, essentially. Sticking like, up for yourself, in a way. Yeah, right? yeah, exactly. Or just, like, general mistreatment of stuff, like, when somebody's, like, when they're, like, giving a... At the bubble tea place near my house, my girlfriend and I were grabbing bubble tea, and this lady was being demanding and rude, and I, like, woke up. Mm. Because this lady is sitting here literally verbally harassing this, like... 16 year old girl who's in high school just working at the bubble tea place Someone's already time. stressed out of their exactly mind it's like yo shut the fuck up man she's making minimum wage she's here just making bubble tea like what are you going off about it was this crazy old fucking lady but yeah yeah um but you did touch on the psychological impacts of you know sitting and staring at a screen all day so what are some of those how has that affected like your irl persona how you interact with people irl oh man and anxiety from, Yep. Anxiety is, is a big one. Uh, mm -hmm. Not just me, like a lot of my friends as well. You can tell that being in person, you don't want to do that anymore. Yeah. You just you just make an excuse for next time you want to hang on. I've done it multiple times. My friends right now, if you're listening to this, you know I've made excuses. <laughs> you know I've the same stuff. But okay, a lot of times it's real. But a lot of times it's like my social battery is like, it's yep. I can barely get it to go. Um, that's because I haven't trained that muscle. I haven't trained going yep. outside as much and being social and being, uh, that's one aspect of it. The social, psychological uh, aspect. The other thing is, like, my speech, the way I talk with people, the way I type. This is something weird, but if I'm typing, like, 10 years in a row online with just, like, LOL, this, that, this, yeah. 
I need to formulate words better. <laughs> you you do do that actually. Yeah. Um, you do have some like online lingo that yeah, gets thrown into your IRL talk, like the fact that you're saying IRL and now yeah. I'm saying IRL. Nobody says IRL <laughs> IRL. Nobody fucking says IRL IRL. I don't even notice. <laughs> yeah, but like, like that is very much like um like an online community type of thing to say, right? But yeah, I definitely do notice that you do throw in some like lingo that should and should stay online, essentially, right? Probably. Um. Yeah. Other than that, my physical, uh, obviously I've already touched on that, but it, it goes beyond just my back. It goes beyond that. I'm hunched over. I'm oh, 100%. It's, it's your whole entire body. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And I'm working on fixing that yeah. from the ground up with no ego because I used to be, like you said, I used to be, I used to do jiu-jitsu, I used to be wrestling. I used to actually be like way more fit. And so when I first got to them, I was so demoralized, man. I was like, what am I, I can't even do this properly and I'm cheating and I'm using my yeah. whole and it just realized like none of that matters. You know, it took me a second. To so the biggest that. thing with that shit is that if you used to be super active and you used to be super fit, and then you went through a period where you didn't do jack shit, when you get back into it, you can't compare yourself to your former best. You have to compare mm-hmm. yourself to yesterday, to last week, and be like, "Am I better than I was yesterday? Am I better than I was last week?" Because ultimately, like That's all you're your former against. self five years ago is not reflective of who you are today, mm-hmm. right? So you can't sit there and compare your progress from five years ago. You need to focus on the here and the now and the what you are immediately better at today than you were yesterday, right? And that's how progress happens, day-by-day improvements, right? Step-by-step. Um, step. Yeah, it can't be all at once, right? We, especially gamers, get overwhelmed really easily. They have a, I, I want to say, like, mm-hmm. because part of it is escapism, using yep. it to, and that kind of doesn't train your mental strength. Because if the first thing you do, something bad happens, you just binge uh, Netflix or gaming or whatever yeah. it is, right? You don't yeah. actually work on the shit that you need to work on. Yeah. I mean, so- sitting there playing guitar is a form of escapism, right? Like, that's there's so many different ways to escape reality and the problems that you're facing, it's right? It's getting easier and easier these days. And I, I think, like, for myself anyways, I've always tried to view it as, like, what a positive versus a negative one would be. Is that a positive form of escape, you have something to show for it, right? Mm. You have... You know, like playing guitar, like you have a guitar skill that you can show for it, right? Mm. You know, even the gym, you have accumulated strength, form, technique, et cetera, that you can show for it. Now, you could make that argument that video games are the same, but the difference is, is that if I shut off your monitor, you have anything to show for it, right? It's interesting you say that, actually, because a lot of people, mm-hmm. they're really trying to get this rank, let's say, in a, in a sure. game. I need to get to master challenger, I need mm-hmm. to get to whatever... Because then my life will be changing or better or whatever. I can be a professional. What? Yeah. But the thing is, guys, the reality of it is 99.99% of these people that are playing these video games or that if they're diamond and they're on the cusp, even they don't make it. Even the best players sometimes don't make it. You know yeah. what I mean? And so it's quite destructive to take these like really negative habits on your life on the point, you know, 1% chance yeah. that someone scouts you in a game. And then the, and even then, esports, that scene is... Is taking a hit these days. You know, what I mean, it's very, it's very rough. It's very dangerous. I'm just kind of warning people because I've been there and I've seen, yeah. I've seen my friends go into a drop school, drop everything, and it's like, dude, now yeah. we're fucked. <laughs> yeah, you know, so yeah. just be careful. You know, so, I'm... so even coming out of that, like, even if you are part of the like 0.1 percent that make it playing video games, there is going to be, you know, there's going to be an end date for that, and it's something that you've been talking exactly. about a lot recently. That's what we're trying to diversify. Me. Yeah, we're with trying. me recently, um, is that you know there is an end date to you being a fucking professional gamer. 100%. And sitting there playing video games on Twitch for a living, right? 100%. So, like, what skills can you take away from that? Because that's one thing you've mentioned is, like, the mm-hmm. skill set that these people have is bare-ass minimal if they haven't diversified. And if you've just spent, you know, 12 hours a day playing LOL day in and day out, six days a week, seven days a week for years, right? 100%. Half a decade. 
it's like what skills are you going to take out from that that you can apply to like where's your next step after pro streaming after pro gaming or whatever that's why it's so damn dangerous it's like you almost have let's say my skills are like me memorizing the numbers of all the champions and this and that and why i'm so good at you know (laughs) dueling people in a video game once that video game goes under yeah what do i got right let's just be real like you got nothing even if you're an editor on YouTube and you're editing league stuff, at least you have editing skills that you've mm-hmm. learned. You've learned Adobe, you've learned audio, this, that. So it's, you know what I mean? So that's why this, this video game stuff is so risky, yeah. in my opinion. And I, I took that risk when I was already making money from it, though. I was still in school. I was still, in, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. if you're listening to this, don't drop what you got, you know, get the, build your skills up first and do it on the side, just like any other hobby to start. You know what I mean? Unless if you, if you can make like hundreds of thousands of dollars a year, do that for and three then invest years. it. Yeah, and also and have smart about it. Yeah. and then they also plummet. Yeah, yeah but be smart about it, right? Exactly. Be smart about that shit. So you know, I, I have a question because now we're talking sure. about qualities sure. uh, of gamers. You've trained a lot of people, and you've been doing this for a while. I just want to ask, what's one quality that you see in people that are successful in your training versus people that you've trained for a while and you just kind of see them? Because I've had that right where yeah. I've had my plateau, and you've kind of helped me through that. But what's one quality that you would see in someone that you'd be like, this I can, this guy's gonna okay. Progress. So um, there's a lot. To that. A, I, knew, yeah, I, was, I, I wrote that, that down. There's I was like, he's gonna like that one. <laughs> um, so first off, I've trained like I used to te- teach group fitness, right? Um, so I've probably taught to some degree, probably about like a thousand individuals, right? I did that for three and a half ish years, plus minus a bit. Um, so I've taught probably thousands of individuals in a group fitness setting. And I've taught maybe personal training wise, like one-on-one personal training, in-person training, probably about like 60-ish people, 60 plus minus 10 or something like that, right? So quite a few people. And that's direct in-person multiple times a week, you know, really making the most impact on people's lives. Now you're also connecting with people online as well? Yep, 100% online as well. And that's been going well too. Yep, I've got my online training business too, which is doing well. Um, But just in terms of like, some general trends that I've seen of people who are successful in fitness, I think the first and biggest one is an ability to learn and an ability to put aside any ego and be humble, right? Because <clears throat> especially at the beginning stages, like you get people who, some of them may be naturally athletic, some of them may be athletes themselves, some of them may have no background in fitness whatsoever, right? But you get people who, for whatever reason, either think that they know way too much, think that they are way smarter and more knowledgeable about the topic than they really are, or think that they are better than what you're providing, right? And it's like, realistically, like, none of my clients have ever been stronger than me, right? which is hopefully a good thing. But there will be that day when I do get somebody that's stronger than me, right? And I coach them from a true coaching perspective, Mm. as opposed to like, like, I'll show you what worked for me, blah, 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 right? Yes. And I think that, yeah, the biggest thing is humility and coachability. Coachability would be a product of humility and putting aside the ego as well as um, your just your ability to grasp what's being said and retain that information, mm. right? Because that's a big thing, too, is, like, when we're, I'm trying to teach somebody, you know, how to whatever, deadlift, right? It's an involved process, and it's way more complicated than I'm going to pick this weight up and then put it down, right? Yeah. There's so much form and technique and different levers and mechanisms that go into place of a good solid deadlift, which is why some people are deadlifting, you know, almost 1,200 pounds raw, right? Yeah, crazy um, yeah, yeah, no deadlifts or anything, just 12,000 pounds, 12,000, 1,200 pounds, right? Right off the ground, right? Um, 
Superman is out literally, here. Literally, literally. Yeah, there's a guy called Dan Griggs, and he, I think he just did, like, no deadlift suit, just him, a weightlifting belt, and that's it. And then the bar, yeah, I think it was, like, 1163 or something like that. Yeah, 1,163 pounds. So you say it's easier to coach people that have that empty cup mentality. That, a little bit, that, yeah. That yeah. kind of egoless, all I'm... Because we mentioned earlier, like, the ego lifting, mm-hmm. where I struggled, because I had some of that previous knowledge, and now I'm... It's, it's hindering my progress, right? Yeah, so a big thing with that is that there is always going to be a point where you think you know way fucking more than what you actually know. They're always... And it's, it's, about, it's about, for most people, at about that, the end of the beginner phase, kind of right as they're transitioning to that intermediate phase, where they think like, oh, I know this, I know how to do this, all my shit is going to be perfect. But really, you've now just covered how to do the basic baseline shit. People's baseline may be different. Maybe that's a 135-pound deadlift for you. Maybe that's a 365-pound deadlift for somebody mm-hmm. else, right? But that baseline level of competency where it's like, okay, I'm actually feeling good. You know, my form and technique is pretty good. I'm actually starting to get what's going on here, right? That means that you're just coming out of, like, the learning yeah. phase, right? Um, and it's at that point that you get a lot of the ego, right? Um, and there's actually a meme on the internet. It's uh, got clothing. Right. So it's people, what clothing people wear to the gym. And it's like <laughs> yeah, beginners it. are always showing up in like non-gym attire, maybe like khaki. You gotta do one of like, these videos after. Yeah, khaki yeah. something like that, right? Like maybe some generic running shoes. And then a little bit later stage, you know, you're starting to come in, you're trying to show off a little bit more muscle, right? Like maybe you're wearing yep. shorts now, maybe you got like a little bit tighter fitting shirt. And then when you get into that like early intermediate phase, it's like You've got like a wife beater on or super strappy with like your nips showing and everything. And like you can why even wear a shirt essentially, (laughs) right? (laughs) Um, Even though like you you got a little bit of muscle on you, but you're not that big and you're not that strong. But you just think you're so much bigger and stronger because compared to where you started, you are. You You fucking are, right? But that's not the time to start getting ego headed, right? Cocky about it. Exactly. And then it goes on into the more advanced people who then are now wearing baggy shirts, track pants, relatively like conservative dress. And then the super advanced people who are walking in with like a hood, a hoodie on, hood up, hat on, super baggy jeans. Warm. Yeah. They're already ready to fucking Yeah, go. exactly. Like the more advanced you get, the more clothes you get. It's a yep. spectrum. <laughs> yeah. As a newbie, you don't wear, you wear a lot of clothes. Going to intermediate, you wear a hell of a lot less clothes. And then as you go into that really advanced stage mm-hmm. again, it's you wear more and more clothes and you're more and more conservative because you have nothing to prove to people, right? It's funny you're mentioning this because everything you're saying, it's like point by point what happens to blue belts in jiu-jitsu when yeah. they beat that hump of that white belt. They think and they see and they feel like I'm beating all these white belts. I was yeah. a white belt. Fuck those I'm beating all these noobs. I'm great, you know? And, <laughs> I'm beating up the level and, threes. And they never make, like, it's, it's, it's scary how many people get to blue belt and they never progress past that. Because that's when because, you start to learn, right? And then also, the ego comes into fact where it's like, I'm not getting any better. What's the yeah. point? But really, it's, you're not getting any better for a reason. Yeah. It's, it's, it's always okay to just internalize. It's not like toxic where you're like, I'm shit on this. No, it's like, how can I be better? That's yeah. how you want to look at it. Yeah. Yeah, and just real quick with the, like, gym clothing thing, I'm guilty of that. <laughs> I'm totally fucking guilty of that. If I go back and look at the shirts I used to be wearing, like, three years ago to the gym, giant holes in the side and everything, and now I wear just, like, 2XL oh, baggy shit, ass. Real. Yeah, 2XL, yeah, 2XL, like, baggy ass shirts and stuff like that, or hoodies or whatever, yeah. Yeah, so it's, it's like, that meme is scary accurate. That's, but, um, yeah, you, you, need to be, you need to be humble in order to learn, right? Which also translates to you need to work on the things that make you insecure in a yeah. way where 
where you can be confident. And once you're confident, you let go and you can really improve on Nobody yourself. has ever grown through success. You don't grow through success. You mm. grow through failure, right? And that's why it's important to realize that failures aren't failures if you learn something, right? Like if you think about it, all of the most fundamental times of your life have always been on the backs of your failures, right? Mm. You got dumped. You failed out of whatever, first year algebra, whatever, right? And that's, beat up and, and that's when you either fucking rally, bro, or you get the fuck out, right? Fucking get the fuck out. <laughs> like, it's, like, that's when you either, like, you dig deep is. and you're like, why did this failure happen, right? Um, and that's when you grow. That's your growth period after a failure, right? You either sink or you swim, and yeah. that's going to happen multiple times in your life. And that's why people who are handed shit, right, mm. they have never end up growing that that well of character that a lot of other people do because everything's just handed to them right silver spoon baby right? you don't need to work that yeah. thing that gets you to earn it you don't need to work on that muscle or whatever it is psychologically yeah either. yeah that it's it's character building right i see mm. failures as character building right you fail you look at why you failed you build it in that character you develop that character right um not to say that you know everything's going to be sunshine and peaches yeah. if you continuously fail shit but it eventually gets to the point where you need to examine why you are failing at stuff right and that goes for all aspects of life, right? Work, relationships, friendships. I was um, going to say parenting. Schools, parenting, parenting. Sure, Teaching sure. Teaching kids to yep. figure shit the out. The first kid is always the most messed up. As a first child, <laughs> as a first child, the first kid is always messed up. With my entire extended family, it's always true. The first and oldest kid is always the most fucked up one. <laughs> you're like claiming that like, like oh 100% <laughs> yeah because the younger sibling has it easier because I have broken in my parents all of my fucking failures and all the shit I put them They're through like, let's not do that yeah. with the next one but they learned exactly they learned from that and it's like okay maybe we you know maybe we shouldn't crack down on her so hard for smoking weed because <laughs> like it's not that big of a deal right maybe so we wanted like, yeah. to tell us and then we can exactly you know, work and then you have a discussion that, about yeah. it right yeah no yeah. 100% that's, yeah. that is the, that is the move I see a lot of kids these days especially um and this is on like my extended family like my sisters as well like teaching their kids it's um it's interesting because when they do the thing for their kid mm-hmm. their kid's like great I just didn't do it. but when they give them the tool for them to do it themselves yeah. like, it empowers them it's mm-hmm. confidence boosting yeah. and doing little things for yourself is how you start you start 100%. by doing little things for yourself yeah. gain that confidence and then you take off yeah human beings are we are goal and reward orientated beings right we need to achieve something which is why video games can be so fucking addictive because you sit there and you achieve those goals you achieve all that stuff and when you do you get the bright flashy lights and the fucking fireworks going on that big nice number exactly but you get that instantaneous feedback and that instantaneous reward for clicking the mouse right Mm. um and that's really designed to keep you in that loop right same as the casino where you're doing True. the slot machines and you're pulling in, ding, 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 ding winner, winner. Yeah, so no, much right? psychology is winning. Exactly, exactly. And all the numbers flash up and the screen starts lighting up, right? Um, it's the same thing with, you know, video games. You're trying to drive that reward-seeking behavior in humans. Now, you can also use that in a positive aspect and be like, okay, mm-hmm. I've got this big goal. I'm going to break this down into smaller, much more attainable goals, Right. Um, let's say, I don't know, you want to buy your first car or something, some random shit, right? Want to buy your first car, that car is going to cost you today's market, like probably 90 K, but <laughs> like toning it down, probably let's say it's, say it's 10 K, keep the numbers easy, right? Yeah. So first step would be, you know, you need some type of income, right? 
So you've set that initial goal of finding a source of income. Then you break it down. You know, you want to save your first hundred bucks. That's your next goal, saving a hundred bucks into your account. Next goal is a thousand, right? Et cetera, et cetera. So it's like you break down that larger goal of owning a car into smaller, more manageable bite-sized pieces. And that not only is going to, you know, keep you motivated to get to that goal, but from a psychological perspective, it's going to make you feel good. Reaching those small milestones on a daily or weekly or whatever basis is what's going to not only drive your like motivation, but it's also going to drive your like mental state, right? Motivation and also your discipline. Yeah, but your discipline. Like- but even above that, even above that, like it's going to drive like how you view yourself and how you view the world because you're mm-hmm. achieving goals in your life. You take somebody that hasn't really achieved much in the last little while, then you give them these small micro goals like fucking getting up and, you know, doing five crunches, right? At first, it's going to be, oh, I don't want to do the crunches. Or five, what's that going to yeah, do? Yeah, exactly. Like... But, like, you do those five crunches, and you're like, fuck yeah. Mm. I did those five crunches. Even if it's not an instantaneous thing, and you realize yes. that later as you're sitting in your bed, having an existential crisis, you're like, wait, I did five crunches. That's the tough part, though, is that reward comes later. Yeah. And it's really, fuck it's, yeah. we're disconnected. We need it now. We need it now. Yeah. But really, the reward is the thing that you've done. That's pushing yourself. It's Meaning that mental strength. And you build towards a bigger goal, right? Of being able to do whatever, like 100 crunches, right? In one go. But like it starts off with doing that first one, right? You need to walk before you can run all that. 100%. You mentioned earlier on on episode zero or is Mm -hmm. another one, but uh, just doing a little thing, like just talking to someone, social anxiety, say hello to the thing. It's so little. And yet it's amazing. It's amazing what you can do. Skip the self cash out at the grocery store and go and just at least say hi how's it going to the cashier that can be huge right that me like i know that when i was like at one of my lower points like that simple fucking interaction mm. can mean the world to somebody and for myself it was like even that very simple hey how's it going good how's your day it's going well that even that that, that can be the only interaction somebody gets all day or like that cashier that you stood up for right yeah it's like that that yeah. little thing could have made their day and the other person that yeah. was being kind of a dick was maybe he's gonna rethink before no no it. she was a total you don't bitch. think it's gonna she was a total bitch entitled <laughs> the whole night like you just yeah, like that guy's an yeah. idiot as well yeah, no she was <laughs> such a bitch and <laughs> she was sitting there like trying to argue with me i'm like yo shut the fuck up argue with you for a dude anyway yeah yeah but that 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 probably sticks with the cashier like 100 yeah from more advanced people don't aren't confrontational you're yeah. probably okay with on a know. scale of one to ten confrontational i'm like a nine yeah. when i want yeah. when i want to i know this guy i just didn't want like a nine confrontation but, so, but some people are like a one. but it wasn't always that way either <laughs> right mm-hmm. if you go back like 10 years how old am i 31 so 10 years 21 yeah probably like 10 years if you go back like if you go back like 10 years like i would never have done that Right. So it's only through taking those small gradual steps. And it wasn't all at once and it wasn't linear. Mm -hmm. There was ups and downs and peaks and valleys and shit like that. But it's like only through taking those small gradual steps are you going to build up the character, right? In order to, you know, stand up for the Asian girl working at the bubble tea place. That's getting yelled at for Yeah, yeah, getting yelled at like (laughs) nine o'clock at night as this lady's going like being irate. Like that is one of the most iconic characteristic traits. It's like the people that are shitty to Customer service. Oh, 100%. That's just like the 100%. number one thing. Yeah. That's like. Yeah. You look at and like all the like, oh, what's dating red yeah. flags on Reddit <laughs> yeah. and stuff like that. that like one of the top three one. is always treating customer service shitty. Yeah. 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 And I so. personally think that every single person should have to work customer service for like six months at least. Like mandatory in high school. Every single person has to work <laughs> customer service, right? Because you, you learn what it's, you, yeah, you learn what it's like to be treated like shit 
regardless of who you are outside of that environment, working at McDonald's or Tim Hortons or whatever, yeah. regardless of who you are working in that outside of that environment, while you're there, there will be people that treat you like shit, period, full stop, right? So I think that like everybody should have to work customer service as they're growing up just to get a good perspective on what it's like to be treated like shit and also to treat people kindly with respect and shit like that, right? No, 100%. It's, uh, I think all of this stuff that we've talked about is also tied in with the damn fucking pandemic that just obliterated everyone's social skills. I, I mean, mean, it's been a year, though, it's, right? It it's been over a year but now. People are not taking the steps, like well, you're saying, to kind of get in there. They're yep. just kind of that's on them, right? Through, that's know, on them because society has opened up, and now the only reason why you wouldn't go out is because you choose not to, right? Now, it did fuck people up mentally, like myself included. I really struggled. We talked about this before. People were fucked up. Well, yeah, there, myself but... included. <laughs> myself included. Also in category A and B. But but like I mean, like at this point it's been over a year since lockdowns have been removed and all that stuff. Um and it's like you gotta get out and touch it's some on grass. You. Yeah. This point it's on yeah. you. And that's really like if you look in the mirror and be like, Well, why is it oh but social anxiety because of the pandemic? It's like, well, it's been a year. What have you done to improve that? Right? Exactly. Not to diminish that in any way. I know what that's like, but like, what have you done to improve that? Talk to the fucking cashier. You know, at first, that's kind of how you talked to me about going to the gym and doing this stuff. And at first, it was almost offensive. Like, like you're attacking my character. Yeah. But at the end of the day, that's what it is. You are your actions. There, there is no disconnect, really. Mm-hmm. You can be like, oh, but I, I'm a good person inside. You can feel whatever the fuck you want. But if you're being a dick to people, it's not on no. inside, really. What you are inside doesn't matter. It's your actions Man. that count. That's from Batman. <laughs> Batman Begins. I yeah. know that that was a, yeah. that's a what but you do, it. it's what I do that matters. <laughs> jumps off the building. Yep. I'm not going to jump off the building, but I do think that that is No, true. Batman jumps off the building when Arkham, the island. No, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. He's going after Scarecrow. Yeah, anyways, moving on. <laughs> Dude, this guy can recite some crazy scenes yeah. from stuff. I'm not I have gonna... seen Batman, have a... each of the three, probably over 100 times. Those are like my comfort movies, actually. Mm, I would yeah. go to, like, I would go to bed watching Batman. Batman, Lord of the Rings, V for Vendetta, Watchmen. Oh, those are like my go. So yeah, those Watchmen. are my go tos. Yeah. Okay, you chose some good ones. Yeah, yeah, those are like my comfort movies, essentially. Yeah. Uh, for me, I mean, honestly, yeah, no, V for Vendetta was one, was one big. I'm surprised they put that in schools. We watched that in, in class. Oh, really? Yeah. And I was like, I, how, how come I haven't seen this? This is amazing. What are yours? Bling Empire? <laughs> honestly, for me, uh, Rocky, uh, Gladiator. Okay. And, uh, Gladiator classic. You're so classic. good, man. They, yeah. I think they're doing something like Gladiator 2 or something. You hear about that? Fuck. Like, why don't they just make another good movie instead of a sequel? <laughs> why didn't they take something Thinking that was good 20 the... years ago and be like, oh, Russell Crowe's back. Oh, that's happening so much now, man. Hey, everything's a sequel every... or oh, a fucking yeah. prequel or a franchise. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I miss the early 2000s when it was, like, it was really big into the epics, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you had Troy, you had Gladiator. It's all new. Yeah, 13th, all new. 13th Warrior, Braveheart, I guess, like, mid-90s as well. But, like, yeah. when we were getting all those epic movies, Kingdom of Heaven, which, if you watch the director's cut, is fucking Ooh. amazing. The theatrical cut, eh. Director's cut, perfect movie. Like, it's all, like, 9.5 out of 10. But, yeah, we don't get those anymore. Everything was yeah. new and exciting. Yeah. And you didn't know what was going to yeah. happen. But now it's very, like, even even when you don't know what's going to happen, you kind of know what's going to happen. Yeah. You're like, this is probably going to so mm-hmm. cut, copy, paste. You know? Yeah, yeah. And even then, like, like, the story of Gladiator is based on history, right? But it's done really well and it's adapted really well. Do they butcher some historical things? Yeah, absolutely. Is it entertaining as fuck? Absolutely. Right? Like, especially, oh, yeah. uh, what's his name? Joaquin Phoenix, Joaquin Phoenix, the guy that did Joker. He's mm. also, um, fuck, what's his name in Gladiator? Main bad guy. We'll put it up on yeah, that. Yeah, we'll main bad guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, like his 
acting is so good in that movie because you absolutely hate him. Oh, like yeah. as you're watching that movie, you absolutely hate him as a character, acting. which is good. Yeah. And then you sit there and think about it, it's like, oh shit, that's actually a great acting. I think he's cringe as hell. I think he's an asshole, but that's perfect acting, right? Yeah. Yeah. Amazing movie. Um, okay, one question for you. Maybe last question, then we'll wrap this up. Okay. So Mama. how has fitness affected your life as a professional streamer, gamer, and all that stuff? So once you started fitness, because you've talked about some of the issues that you faced beforehand, right? Social anxiety, interacting with people, your body fucking decomposing as you sit there, right? But how has starting fitness up and taking more interest into getting fit affected Ooh, your life? That's a good one. I'm going to try to hit some points quickly. Mac it. Um, one, it's helped me connect with a lot of other people that want to get into fitness because I'm doing a stream thing and I'm doing push-ups or uh, whatever uh, for death or just making yeah. it fun. And you just realize, like, a lot of people need this. Like, a lot of people need this. And they'll hit me with messages like, hey, man, like, I did some of the push-ups and it just really, like, motivated me and it connected me with, the, with those people. And that's great. And I'm happy for them. Mm-hmm. But it also made me realize how full of bullshit me and everyone <laughs> it's everywhere dude my job is to sift through the bullshit i totally understand this and honestly it's i don't, I don't say it's created a wedge between friends but it's almost like i'm i, I feel bad, like i'm powerless to other mm. people's you know fitness and all i am powerful or all i have power over is mine yes and once i started realizing that i'm, I'm just i'm full of bullshit too and that's life right you can only control yourself Right? So it, it really did help me uh, get more in tune with that part. And I feel just like I'm more aware of like my weaknesses and how I mean, I'm, I'm not perfect. Yeah. I'm, I'm still like missing days where I'm like not putting it a hundred percent on some days. Shit and it's happens, like, yeah. yeah, but I'm getting right back on it. I'm not demoralized uh, when bad shit happens. Like in the past month, some bad shit's happened to me and I just feel like I'm more mentally equipped to, okay. To deal with it, like, I'm more calm. I don't freak out. I don't have panic attacks as much. This is just stuff off. Like, I don't really talk to anyone about this mm-hmm. stuff, but I it has, I feel a lot better. <laughs> so, so yeah. Mentally. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a big thing is that you've got something that you can be proud about, right? Actually working out, accomplishing daily goals, right? You're supposed to work out four times a week. Did you work out that day? If yes, boom, daily goal accomplished, mm-hmm. right? Even taking aside like all the hormonal releases, endorphins, and all that stuff, decreasing uh, cortisol, all that, like all the hormonal stuff aside, just that goal accomplishment, huge fucking impact. Hundred percent. We were filming the other day at the gym, and you were just kept adding weights to the squat. Yeah. And I was like, well, I'm not sure if I can do that. And yeah. I didn't. I was like a huge PR thing. Huge. 225 for two, I think you did. It was mm-hmm. something I, I was doing like 145. And I was just kind of like, like a just, bitch. Well, you know, I'm doing <laughs> the proper form, this okay. guy. <laughs> it's true, though. I mean, it's, no, I no, know. not at all, man. You have to start somewhere, right? But but, but it's true. Like, I could have done more. Yeah. And I, it seems like in training, when mm-hmm. we are training, you always push me to that failure, whether it's Muay Thai, whether it's, you want to just see like, hey, you can do this. Yeah. And if you can't. We'll because I'm a troll. <laughs> you're definitely a troll. I'm just trying to see how far I can push people until they're like I quit I quit that's and then why I'm like, you became oh, a trainer I knew guy. you were a bitch no 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 no, no. But those are big and yep. you know what we did bench after and I, I couldn't get it up but what was on my mind is how I'm gonna get that done I'm gonna I'm yeah. gonna go I'm gonna your form and technique failed a little bit right yes um, and, I, and I and you nearly like mentioned it it's like at first I was like what do you mean I was I I could, but no, I couldn't do it wrong. There's no ego in this. Yeah. I'm going to fix it. I'm going to get it better. And that's kind yeah, of mentality. Yeah. And I mean, like, like, again, people generally speaking are capable of more than I think they give themselves credit for. Um, you were screwing around with 145 pound squats, right? Mm-hmm. We chucked on 225. You did a double, two, two reps, right? So people, a lot of the time, they don't give themselves credit for the progress that they've made, right? 
which means that every once in a while, especially like in a workout context or something like that, you need to just challenge yourself, yeah. right? Go off program and be like, YOLO, put the safeties up, make sure you know how to feel stuff safely, but just go at it, right? Um, do it safely, don't get hurt, but like every once in a while, like you can have that little bit of an ego lift, as long as it's not every week and every session, right? Treat yourself a little. Exactly. Really treat yourself. Treat your mind a little. Like, I can do this. Parks and Rec. Treat yourself. <laughs> treat yourself. <laughs> classic. Uh, classic. classic. Parks and Rec. Classic. Yeah. Um, no, that's that's the, the big thing is mental, in my opinion. Yeah. Physical, for sure. For sure, physical. But the surprising thing is, like, the confidence is that I'm able to, like, not have as much anxiety. I don't know yeah. why. I, I'm talking to most people online. I don't even know what's good. They don't see me. They don't see any of yeah. the, the goals or the gains or whatever that I have. But, like, damn. You feel good about yourself. You feel like, like you said, you've created these things and now you are stronger because of it. You've passed these challenges. And it's yeah, building yeah. Your, it's building your mental And strength. honestly, like for me as well, like my biggest takeaway from working out and stuff like that is definitely the mental health gains and that like being able to present yourself strongly to society, mm -hmm. right? Because um, especially coming from a very, very nerdy, not isolated, but like reclusive lifestyle mm -hmm. um, when I was younger, right? Like sitting there, like I could sit there and play Diablo yeah, 2 for all day. Never see a person, I'd be totally happy, right? Bliss. Bliss. <laughs> <literally> Starcraft, <laughs> Warcraft, not World of Warcraft, like Warcraft 3 and stuff like that. But yeah, again, Blizzard Sim. Um, but, <laughs> total Blizzard Sim. But, um, like, being able to, you know, expose yourself to the hard stuff where you mentally struggle to finish that set, finish that rep, where you feel like you want to puke, where sometimes you do puke. But you learn how to push past that and continue on towards your goals, the path, whatever, right? I find that that's honestly the biggest takeaway from working out is those mental health gains, right? You learn how to, quote unquote, move while your eyes are on fire. Yeah. It's literally yeah. a power a powerlifting, a powerlifter said that, yeah. Like when your eyes are fucking on fire and they're burst, bursting out of your head, but you're still calm, calm. underneath that squat, mm -hmm. right? Um, yeah, just learning how to think in very stressful, chaotic situations and just having the confidence to present yourself to the world and to people around you, right? Um, even just how you carry yourself, right? Body language is huge for humans, right? We see somebody who's all caved in, slouched over, eyes on the floor. We're going to make assumptions. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh my half God, I was there. there. I was just... Half the people there are sitting, I'm like, oh, it's not me. I'm like, is he mirroring? Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but yeah. Like, like, if you see somebody sitting on a park bench like that, like, you're going to make assumptions about them, right? It's just it's that's... even subconsciously. You don't even have to think oh, about 100%, it. You're just, you're just kind 100% of percent subconsciously, yeah. man. You make assumptions every single second of your life. That's how, you know, as a human and as an animal, you stay away from danger is by making assumptions, right? Yeah. Yes, the light is green, but I'm still going to look right and left, right? I'm not going to assume to cross the road, right? Because mm -hmm. um, that's how you get hit by cars. I've been hit by three. Ooh. I know. I, I've been hit by three cars. I'm speaking from experience here. I'm glad you're here still, buddy. None of them were that bad. They were, I was all. I was young when all okay. that happened. I've never gone into a car accident. That's why it's like, yeah. when I hear something get into a car, I'm Oh, like, it wasn't oh, a car oh, accident. Oh, you got hit by a car? I got hit by a car. Oh, <laughs> yeah, three oh, times, man. Oh, my God. Are you all right? Oh, maybe I'm it's all right. working out. Maybe it's the crew. Maybe it's some mental damage. <laughs> That's about it. <laughs> That's good. Wait, I wanted to touch up on what, what did you want to touch up on? I was watching an interview with a Muay Thai fighter, and someone was asking, like, how do you stay mentally strong mm. when there's just elbows and knees and all this lethal dangerous scary shit and he, they said because they run a lot they said it's at that last bit of the run where you're so tired mm -hmm. and you just want to quit and you just keep going yeah you just control your yourself that's where he's like that's where i built the mental strength learning how to stay calm as your eyes are on 
fire. There you go. Right, literally that, literally that, and that's what I think a lot of top level athletes are able to do. Um, and, but that's again, that's a learned, a learned thing, right? And like, any of us can do it though. Yeah, jog is not that. But, you, but the reason the why you're able to stay calm is you're getting elbows and knees and stuff thrown at you is because, and these super lethal weapons, blah blah blah, is because you don't see them as super lethal weapons, right? Mm-hmm. You see them as tools of your trade, right? Which just means that you've been exposed to it and you've practiced it for so long that you know it's you know able to stay calm. You've sparred, you've done drills, you've done pride work, you've had amateur fights, professional fights, et cetera, et cetera, right? And you've put in hours of yeah. running and or conditioning your mental strength your mental time and body. effort which is the only way anybody's ever got good at anything ever and that's it yep on that note thank you guys for listening been great we'll see you on the next episode cheers everybody